This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me understand you. Every Friday night, you and your boys will shoot crap, right? And every Friday night, your pal Snap Boogie. He'd wait till there was cash on the ground, then you'd grab the money and run away? You let him do that? Man, we'll catch him and be disaster, but ain't nobody never go past that. I gotta ask you. If every time Snap Boogie would grab the money and run away, why'd you even let him in the game? What? Miss Snapple, you always stole the money. Why'd you let him play? God. This America, man. Hey, Dave, how are you doing? I'm good, Kobe. How's life? Uh, good, good. Um, I'm looking forward to celebrating today, um, which is the 20th anniversary, as this episode goes out, of The Wire. I'm going to yeah. celebrate with, with, a, with, with some beer and raw egg in the, in the way we do. <laughs> uh, yep. And we thought, what uh, what better way to celebrate than to talk to the man that kicked it all off, right? Well, exactly. And, and it's so strange <laughs> that we've never heard this guy's voice. Uh, he's, he's on screen for maybe seven seconds, but his his shadow looms large across the whole of the, of the show. And it, it's, <laughs> it's kind of insane that he permeates, isn't it? And he's also... Probably got the one, the best, if if not one of the best, nicknames in the absolutely. world. Absolutely, absolutely. Right? Like new Charles, what? What's that? <laughs> Stop boogie. I mean, even Minolti says, "Who shot? Where'd you come up with the name Snot? Who shot Snot? What a great line." Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So we got we got Snot boogie. I've got Dewan, Dewan Prince, um, who is a lovely guy and was wasn't an actor. And still isn't, but he's worked alongside David Simon for a fair few years, and he's going to tell you all about his story. Um, but he was really stoked to to tell his story about being in the first scene of the best TV show ever. Um, so yeah, I guess should we listen to it? There we go. When you walk through the garden, you gotta watch your back. Well, I beg your pardon. Walk the straight and narrow track When you walk with Jesus He's gonna save your soul Just gotta keep the devil Way down in the hole He got the fire and the fury Hey everybody, uh, this is Kobe. I'm speaking here with Dewan. Hey, what's up? How are you? <laughs> um... The One Prince, and as you've seen in the title for this episode, um, you'll know him as a snot boogie. Um, 
and this is this we're releasing this episode on the t- on the 20th anniversary of the wire going live in the in the states uh, 2nd of june uh, 20 years ago and we wanted to speak with duan because your name the character name you played is even though it's probably one of the smallest character beats in any tv show ever it resonates far and wide and everyone knows the name snot boogie uh, who's a fan of the wire um and i use it as I've used it as usernames um, <laughs> on 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 websites I've joined. I use it sometimes on my on my mobile phone at the moment. If I if I can um, if I can if I tether to my phone, it's it's called Snot Boogie, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not I'm not blowing smoke at your ass. This, this is these are, genu- these are genuine things I do. Um, and anyone you know anyone who likes the wine, you say it's not it's not boogie too. They know exactly what it's referring to. Right. And, right. This is insane, right? For for a character that a doesn't speak, and has like I say maybe five seconds of actual screen time, but permeates the whole show. Right. Um, man, this is I'm I'm genuinely excited to speak to you. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. It's, it's this character has grown its own legs, <laughs> even after death. <laughs> so, the first question we ask everyone who's involved in the wire is. Um, how did you get involved in the wire? And obviously, we'll talk about your on um, in front of camera act, uh, activities, but there's there's more to there's more to you. You're a bit like an iceberg, but yeah. How did you get involved in the show? Yeah, so um, I was uh, asked uh, by David Simon um, on a pilot of the show, which I worked as uh, basically as a production assistant in the costume department. Mm-hmm. Um, so he asked me, uh, he just asked me, he said, hey, I got this part. I think I, you would uh, be great for. Um, <laughs> I know you're not in front of the camera, but um, I think it'll be something great for you. So uh, he asked me and I obliged and, you know, I didn't know what it was. Actually, he didn't fill me in um, on what it was. And I, at that point in my career, I wasn't given scripts to read. Sure. Um, yeah, because of confidentiality. So they just gave me bits and pieces of it and um, took me out there and <laughs> there it was. <laughs> and laid you on the floor. So what was it like to kind of set up? How, how many hours were you actually there? What, how, you know, how, much, how much time did you spend in front of the camera to, to record that you know, five, 10 second shot? Uh, I would say maybe an hour and 45 minutes, close okay. to two hours maybe. Sure. I know it took maybe an hour to set up. So when you're filming and um, it's a night scene, sometimes you have to wait for it to actually be pitch dark. Yeah. So I think we might have waited for maybe an hour for it to be dark enough for us to uh, film the scene. And um, I was actually already working. I was at set working. Um, mm-hmm. I knew that scene was coming up. And so when it uh, got near to the time I had to prepare for it, um, another production assistant and set PA just whisked me off to a trailer and um, my colleague was helping me, you know, get fit. And I was taken out there and shaking and didn't know what I was walking into. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, can you tell everyone what you do on the wire uh, not, when you're not in front of the camera? Because so, you said you're working. Yeah. So I was working. I was working in the costume department. I'm a, um, I'm a costumer. Uh, so I work in the costume department um, as far as keeping continuity uh, with the actors on on set because we film out of sequence. So um, I'm just there for continuity, um, comfort, 
um, and just getting what the actors need for the performance and also, um, you know, working with the director as far as the look and everything on the scene. Yeah, and you did that across all five seasons of The Wire, is that right? Correct. Yeah, I started on a pilot. Um, with that's where we filmed uh, the snot boogie scene, mm-hmm. and I went on to um, work all five seasons. Um, I took off uh, crazy enough second season because I needed a kidney transplant. Oh wow! So I was off um, a lot of the second season, but I actually went back to third season. Oh, that's good to know. Thank um, you. I'm glad you glad you didn't well out the kidney transplant as a you know as a result of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still going strong, what, 20, 25 years later? <laughs> I guess when, when David said, I think it'd be, I think this role will be good for you, what did he explain to you at the time, if anything? Um, I remember, it was so long ago, but I can remember maybe two things he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, you'll be the first person um, that'll ever, ever be seen in the show. Mm. And he also said that um, I need you to uh, keep your eyes open while the camera's in your face. Yeah. That's the two things he did tell me. And um, keeping the eyes open was kind of difficult with the camera, like right there in your face. And you know, it's 100, 150 crew members around you, like <laughs> silently looking at you. So, um, yeah. So that's pretty much what he told me. He said, you'll be the first person that you'll ever see in the show. And um, you have to have your eyes open. Do you have any, I mean, did you watch the show yourself? I did. I did. But um, again, working as far as confidentiality, we actually don't see a preview of the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of times until the show come out, we might see the first episode at like a screening or premiere or something um, as a thank you to the crew. But a lot of the t- uh, most shows, we don't see them ahead of time. So I was watching as others were watching um, this go down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I mean, when... Obviously, you, you, your character has been built into this almost like mythical uh, persona. Do you have any? Have you given it any? It's not putting any kind of backstory. Like um, we got a question from out uh, shite guys pod. How much money do you think Snot Boogie stole that night? Wow. Well, a guy coming from Baltimore, and I've uh, passed a few dice games before. Um, I would say probably around three hundred. Not too much. Not okay. getting much in that alley. Yeah, not too much. So it's enough to it's enough to tip the balance that someone pulls out the gun and said that's right. too much. Yeah. Yeah. But not, yeah. Just enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um are you ever actually recognized in the street? This is a question from um the MJ Price moment, uh, at Price underscore moment on, on Twitter. Have you ever actually recognized for being snot boogie at all? Um I would say no. And I can tell you this why. Number sure. one, because I had no facial hair. They made me cut my facial hair off. Right. So I kind of look different. And I'm also the way it was shot. It's shot with like, you know, the side. So unless you turn your head like kind of this way and, you know, you would probably recognize me. But a lot of people, I would say no, unless somebody told them and they yeah. went back and looked and, look and say, oh, it is him. Because the, you know, <laughs> the mustache and the beard really does the thing. So, yeah, totally. You know, once it's gone, people, you're, you know, not recognizable. <laughs> And what I find what I find interesting about that scene is that obviously you don't speak. It's it's your friend or someone who knows you speaking to who we find out to be McNulty in the first scene, mm-hmm. speaking about you. But you're you're the name that people know, and I, I, it's fun. It's kind of strange that I, I didn't think about trying to connect with with that with. Uh, do you know what was the actor's name? Um, his name is Kamal. 
Yeah. Kamal Bostick Smith. Yeah, I worked with him on another project right after The Wire. So, um, yeah, his name is Kamal. And yeah, it is kind of strange that, I mean, when people say The Wire, they just say it's not boogie. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's gratifying, but it's also like, mm, that's not what I do, but, you know, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but he does get, Kamal does get the, the kiss offline in, in the first cold open, the uh, got to, this American man. Right, uh, that right. line, which like again, we don't know his name, but he's got the line that people like that that has drawn people into the show like straight away. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, so that's I mean that's that's superb. And I mean, tell us about other other shows you've been involved in um, outside of the Wire. So before the Wire came along, um, I I worked on where I met David Simon and um, Kathy Bates. I actually worked a couple of days on um, Homicide Life on the Street, right. which was another movie that was, well, show that was filming in Baltimore when I was a kid at the time. I mean, I, I didn't really watch it as much, but I knew that that show filmed in Baltimore and I knew I could pass that, you know, you would pass them in filming sometimes. And But uh, this particular time they were filming in uh, the projects that I lived in, um, mm. Terrace. Um, and I think, I believe I just stumbled over there one day with filming exteriors and I watched and, um, got to know a couple people, met David Simon, met Kathy Bates. Uh, they just let me sit behind a, you know, camera and I, I watched, uh, closely and she let me call roll, cut and roll and everything. So, uh, the next day I knew they were down there for maybe two or three days. So the next day I showed up as soon as they, you know, seven in the morning, I was there, hmm. um, talked to everybody, you know, going around set and I actually stayed around all day. Um, and somehow I think I stumbled upon a, a call sheet, um, which was, you know, the, the, uh, the order for shooting a day and it had everybody names and what time they had to be there. And then the next day where they would be. And somehow I noticed where they would be the next day. And I just showed up. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> And I believe I got David Simon's uh, his office number from off the call sheet. And I would call there and ask. And his assistant, crazy enough, would just give me the location sometimes where they were filming. <laughs> I got to say, thought I was harmless. You know, I just showed up. I didn't bother anybody. I just stood around and looked and, you know, made friends. And I was a little little kid from Baltimore with a yeah. Baltimore accent and, you know, and the big clothes and the hats and everything. So um, they kind of took me in and... Uh, I guess once the homicide uh, was ended, um, David Simon, I think, was either finished right in the corner or they were beginning to prep um, for filming the corner. And mm-hmm. they reached out to me. He, his office reached out to me and asked me um, would I be interested in working as like a PA and, you know, in the camera department, I think. Wow. Yeah. So I worked in the camera department for maybe a week. But. Once again, I was a kid um, with no schooling, so it wasn't much for me to do in the camera department with all that, you know, big equipment, expensive equipment. So um, I started making my own clothing. Mm, oh, wow. My grandmother taught me how to sew by hand. So I made bandana shorts and I made uh, bandana pants and I wore on the set. And just one day, uh, one of the producer, other producers named Nina. Nina Noble. Nina Noble, yeah, yeah. Yep. She said, "Won't you try the costume department? See how that works." And I said, "Okay." She said, "You can work, and you know, see someone to help you out, see what you can do in that department," which I did. Um, 
and I worked throughout the production. Oh, I think it was maybe five episodes of the corner, six episodes maybe of the corner also. Um, but yeah, I worked as like an assistant, um, knowing everyone and um so yeah, I worked on the corner and that worked out well. Um and once the corner finished, I think I was turning eighteen at the time. Mm. Turning eighteen and um the wire came along, the wire pilot came along and uh, uh, they called me again and they said, Hey, why don't you work as a production assistant in the, um, in the costume department. And that's where I met um, a lot of the crew from the wire. And uh, so, yeah, I worked, I think I volunteered actually, <laughs> I probably volunteered, which was, it was okay. Um, but I volunteered. I think they gave me, bus fare to get back and forth to the office and um one day um the transportation captain i'll never forget his name was ford um i think they were taking me to the mall and he asked me how much are they paying you and i said oh it's cool they just give me bus fare you know it's all good i like enjoy being here he's like no they they, they have to pay you something so i think he actually went to nina and said something to nina yeah. And I began getting paid like a PA. Yeah. So I was, I think I was getting maybe a hundred dollars a day, which was great at that age, you know. Yeah, definitely. A week, oh my God, you know, I can do a five <laughs> a week. So uh, <laughs> um, uh, we finished the pilot. I filmed, you know, the snot boogie scene. Um, that was that was all gravy. We didn't know if the wire was going to actually be picked. Was coming back. I guess in my position, I didn't know how movie worked. So mm. if it was coming back or whether they on shoot, but I think they already knew they were coming back for uh, some seasons. It was just a time, you know, after doing the pilot. So uh, going into filming, the first day of filming of uh, the, the first season of uh, season one, and unfortunately, um, they let go a, a personnel in our department in the costume department. And the supervisor was like, "Hey, you're here. You know every. You know all the costumes. You, I think you know what you're doing. We have this position open for you. You, you, you know, we want you to accept it. We think you're a great part of the team, and that's history." <laughs> <laughs> um, and which other shows have you worked on since uh, The Wire? Through you oh, know, you're, on, you're on you're on We're on This City at the moment, which is the uh, yeah. I worked on We Own This City again, a David Simon production. Um, uh, before We Own This City, I was actually working on Swagger, which is an Apple production. Um, uh, I worked in that down um, south um, for a couple, maybe two years I worked on Swagger because it was at the height of COVID. So it was a lot of back and forth and shutting yeah. down things. So worked on Swagger. Um, gosh, it's like a blur to me now. I wish I had to wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's good. It's good that you're getting regular work, and you still seem to be loving it. And uh, when the when the guys at Blood Deadline, so Nina and David, give you a shout, you're still like, yeah, man. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll yeah, up. yeah. I actually left Swagger maybe two weeks before Rat because I knew they were prepping this show, and I knew that they really wanted me on it. So yeah, I, I, I had to leave Swagger unfortunately on the last episode, but I'm, I'm thankfully thankfully I did a good job, so they they want me back. Nice. So I didn't leave on bad terms. Um. But um, yeah, I had to come back for Be On The City because I knew, I knew what it was. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I knew the dealers. I had people who, um, who had dealings with these guys, 
right. had family who, um, you know, I didn't go to the court trials, but um, they were in court because of this. And, you know, Gonda was on trial, but I, I heard about these things as they were happening also. So and then the riots came and I, I really wanted to be a part of it. So I had to make sure I was a part of being on the city. I mean, me coming from the UK, um, hearing this story, it kind of is, is cause for concern, I guess. But also it's it seems at the same time insane, but also very plausible what, mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, and I feel like the, the gun trace task force um, Gonda and Wayne Jenkins and Herschel and the other guys, that's mm. almost like the tip of the iceberg in, in policing a, a, around the world. Was, right. Know, does, that seem, does that seem fair? Does that seem um, unfair? No, that's, I think that's fair. Um, and just like, uh, I guess, The Wire, I mean, it's just, it, this may be Baltimore, but this is going on all over, you know, the U.S. It's just, um, we're telling, I guess they're telling this story for, for basically everyone. 50 questions that we had from the guys on reddit sure sure so yeah accomplished add 1912 19, uh, asks um was he in any were you in any other scenes as different background characters we know sometimes the wire likes to double up um yeah they do like to double up um i i was not i i didn't want to be a part of it because what i can say is i knew acting wasn't the road I wanted to take. Sure. So um actually I, I did the snot boogie roll because I thought it would actually give me a leg up with <laughs> Simon and everyone else is like, yes, yes I'll do it. Yes I'll do it. You know? Yeah. So but um now I guess uh the man I would become and the person I am, I do know what I want and I know uh in, in front of the camera is not it. So I, I didn't take anything and um, in my job with knowing wardrobe, sometimes I'm I'm so focused at knowing my job, I may cross the camera or walk <laughs> a filming camera and not know it. So I have done that a lot, but uh, to take on anything specific, um, I, I I I didn't, I didn't. Just, I just stayed doing costumes, which I love. That's great. That's great, man. Um, did Hempshaw one asks, did you like the name? It's not Boogie. Who um. It, it was it was cool at first. Um, afterward, I kind of got a complex about my nose. Now I always think something. Oh, really? <laughs> I always say, "Let me check my nose, make sure I'm I'm good." But I probably grown into <laughs> snot boogie as opposed to <laughs> snot boogie growing into me. So yeah, it's, it's I, I've grown a complex about it, but I don't think it's nothing about <laughs> the actual name. It's just something that uh, you know. Something like that. It was a little thing for me, but um, 
it's growing on me. And I thought it was, it was cool. You know, I, I know guys around here with weird, weird nicknames, so it wasn't too off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone's everyone's grown up giving giving and receiving weird nicknames, so it's um, right. It's, but it's a great one. I think there's sometimes something so special in a, in a in a great character name, and it's sometimes a get a, a good name is often like ninety percent of the character, and then people can just envelop that. Right. Uh, right. So right. I think that, I think that's why Snot Boogie is such a great character name that it does it does resonate far and wide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. We have someone who calls himself Francis Sabotka, fifteen fourteen. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this is Chris Bauer, um, but he asks, or sorry, they ask. Um, well, he said it's more of a statement. I wish there would have been a flashback of Snot Boogie robbing the game at the end of the series um, as a callback. Would that? What? 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 What do you think? What do you think to that? That would have been nice. That's mm. great. He should have wrote it and sent it to Simon. We might could have wrote it in there when we doing the flashback scenes of yeah. Mike. Um, I think we did Michael. I think we did Omar. Uh, we did a flashback scene of him when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grew into it, and uh, yeah, it would have been dope. It definitely would have been dope. <laughs> we have. Um, I mean, talking more generally about the Wire now. Are, are you were you a fan of the show? Did you as as a as a watcher as a viewer? I was. Um, I probably I didn't start watching until maybe um, the second season. Because when you're filming and it's coming on, you're filming 15, 16 hours a day and the show mm. is coming on, you know, and it, you're too tired to watch. So I probably started watching um, the first season around when the second season came on. Um, so I did get into it and I, I still to this day look at it and still see something I might have missed um, the first <laughs> 30 times I watched it. So it's always it's always new to me. And, you know, after watching, not watching it for a while, I may come back. I know we referred to a lot of it for We Own the City because at that time, you know, it was 2007, 2008, and that's the looks that we needed. So in order for to refresh our memory, we went back and looked at The Wire season four and um, season three and see how, you know, what they wore so that we can kind of mimic that on We Own the City. So do you you have a favorite season of of The Wire? Um, I would say fourth, fourth season, of course, because um, I worked at, um, once again, I enjoy working with kids. They, they're mm-hmm. just so funny to me and, and they're fun. Um, so fourth season, I think, I think was my favorite overall. And plus just, you know, the intensity and uh, acting that the, the kids brought, um, it kind of, it's my favorite season, I think. Yeah. We're 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 going to be releasing our our uh, episode by episode recap on season four in the next couple of weeks. So um, nice. I'm going to ask you some more questions about season four. You know, if you want to answer them. Okay, um, that's fine. So I mean, how how closely or how well did the stories we're talking about the four boys particularly how how did they resonate with you um, as the one? Um, it it, it resonated. Um, I knew where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I grew up in Baltimore, so I, I knew these kids. I grew up with these kids. I probably was one of these kids. Um, might not be Michael. I wasn't that <laughs> uh, kind of ruthless. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of knew them. And, you know, I knew where they were coming from, so I kind of knew the vibe. And we all kind of hung out, too, so we all kind of fed off of each other and, and you know, 
took little parts from each other as, you know, black young men first and then, you know, going into the character. So. Um, is there any scenes in, in season four that you want to, that, that kind of stick with you or um, any of the themes that you want to, to kind of talk about? Um, crazy enough, I would say the scene where they were trying to catch the pigeons. So I grew up, um, my uncle, I grew up, I lived in the house of my uncle who kept, <laughs> he raised pigeons. So that was familiar to me. So that just brought back so many memories, you know, trying to do that and growing up with pigeons and flying pigeons in the pigeon coop. So I think that that part right there really resonated. It showed, you know, it was flashbacks, kind of. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, just going to get another question from the guys at Reddit. Uh, if he had lived, he probably would be. <laughs> wow, that's strange. What's something to think about? Um, <laughs> I when I see him, I just see the riots, and I just probably see him probably, uh, you know, um, one of the young kids hanging out at. I'm gonna say uh, up near Baker Street, near the <laughs> near Latrobe Project somewhere. He's just hanging out. You know, he's too old, but he's one of those older guys just hanging out on the corners. Mm. Old hustler. <laughs> uh, and this is, I'm sure you've been asked this many times before when people realize who, that you play. It's not Boogie. This is Ash Michael seventy three saying, "Yeah, ask him. Why you always got to grab the money?" <laughs> <laughs> It's America. It's America, man. <laughs> exactly. You got to. Um, got to. The one. Thank you so much for spending time with us talking about the why in the show. Is there? Is there anything else you wanted? Any kind of um, parts of scenes in the show that you want to talk about, or um, before we before we head off? I would just say it was. It was. I, I learned a lot filming the wire growing up. Um, I learned a lot in the business. I learned a lot about. Um, people, I learned a lot about uh, teamwork and working with people and being able to um, kind of step back and take myself out of the position and, you know, put a character in there and try to think about the character as opposed to think about what I like on that person. Um, so I've, I've grown a lot. Well, you've, you've, learned, you've learned to craft with those guys, haven't you? Yes. Yep. Yep. I grew up with a lot of these guys. So I'm, I'm thankful that some of the guys I looked up to on, on the wire, like uh, Delaney, Bill Williams, who played mm -hmm. Lansman, and um, a bunch of those, these guys, Poot, um, who played Poot, Trey, who played Trey. Poot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thankful that this, this on on this go around that we on the city, uh, well, on we on the city, I was able to fit them. So it was just like a full evolution of me looking up to these guys and knowing that these are professional actors and me, you know, being humble, coming up to them and fixing their ties. And on the next show, I'm just, you know, fitting them and talking to them as like, you know, my, my colleagues. So I'm thankful to David and, and Nina and George Pelicanos for always, uh, I was looking out for me and then thinking of me and my, and my well being. And now I'm at the point where, you know, they ask me stuff and it's just like, is this producer <laughs> guy asking what I think? So I, I'm really thankful of the experience on The Wire because it's really grown me and taught me a lot about life, you know, about well, people. I, I loved it when me and Laura, who's uh, David's assistant, we were talking about, um, we had, a, we had a, a Zoom conversation for a, a long time. Um, mm -hmm. and, and David, Simon and Laura, we 
to people listening, we're going to be launching an, uh, an auction to help raise money for the Ella Thompson Fund. Mm-hmm. Uh, so me and Laura were speaking about that. And uh, I said to her, you know who, who I'd really like to speak to uh, is uh, the guy who played Snot Boogie. And she just reached behind the desk. It was on the shelf. There's a picture of, of you and Laura. And she's right. like, oh, man, the one is my guy. The one is my best friend. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I met Laura on the wire. She was actually working in our department. So it's full circle. I love Laura. It's great that you guys um, are, yeah, good to make. And I was so surprised when it was, because I noticed the picture of her and you, but I didn't know it was you at the time, um, because it's quite clear. It was quite clear in the in the picture on the on the on the conversation. But, but it's so cool that she just pulled out. Yeah, I'll, he'd love to. He'd love to speak I to you. Guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so your Twitter account is Juan Beckham. Can you explain yeah. why that is? So it's Juan Beckham um, because when I first got into the. Uh, <laughs> into the school system, um, a lot of the kids wanted to follow me on like different different social networks. And I'm just like, like, you're not my you're not my friends. Like I have I teach you guys. So you can't follow me because sometimes I might post something that's inappropriate for a child to look at. <laughs> so I figured I had to change my name um just to keep them away from me as far as social networks. And it just I, I had that name for probably since I've had Instagram and since I have Twitter. So I never changed it, but it's just, it, it started out with me hiding from my kids, keeping my social networks from my kids at school that I got that name and I just, I stuck with it. So I just go by it now. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, if people do want to follow you, the, you are at home of the wire. So one Beckham at home of the wire, people want to follow you on there. Um, and also there's recently been a, um, a series of official T-shirts have come out um, yeah. related yeah. to the wire, and one of them is um, one of the best things ever. Um, it says, <laughs> "R.I.P. Snot Boogie." This is American Man. Uh, you know the wire, and that's this. This is right. official license HBO kit. That must be cool to to have that. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dope artist from Baltimore, I believe, has a collaboration with HBO, and he came out with these uh, T-shirts. Uh, Avery Adams, I believe. Uh, Avery Adams on um, on Instagram is the is the name of the artist. But the if you want to buy the t-shirts, guys, it's at uh, sorry, it's thissportinglife.org. Um, you can buy all the official official wire t-shirts, um, including the R.I.P. Snot Boogie, which should uh, be which, his bestseller, probably. I think it should I, be I, his bestseller. I imagine. I imagine. I would. I'm going to order one like as soon as I finish this call with you. I don't know why I haven't got one ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Would it be strange for me to wear one? That, I really want to get recognized if I wear one, but I'm going to get one. I'm yeah, get I one. think you should get one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Duan, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, and guys, if you're listening on the day this, this launched, uh, happy happy 20th anniversary of The Wire. Happy 20th anniversary of season of episode one of season one of the, of the show. Yep, too old, crazy. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good one. Well, thanks very much, guys, for listening to the Juan Prince, uh, aka Snot Boogie. As as Dave said, still got the best nickname in the t- in, in all TV shows. <laughs> yeah, hard to top. Um, if uh, let us know what what you thought of that, if you've gotten, let us know what you're doing for the 20th anniversary of the Wire. We're at the Wire stripped 
uh, or you can email us producers at thewirestrip.com and importantly guys we do have a patron this episode has gone out to everyone on on both patreon and on the live stream but um if you do want to help us support the ella thompson fund go to the patreon.com forward slash the wire strips and every little bit helps so if you if you just want to join us for one month on the lowest tier it's great and everyone will love you for it forever ever more and by the way season four is coming we're working on it right now and it's super close yes yes very very close You just heard a stripped media production. They say being a parent is a full-time job, but I already have one of those. Luckily, I use Instacart to help me order everything I need while I'm stuck in meetings all day. So while Instacart is helping me get groceries, snacks for school lunches, and something for at-home happy hour... I get more time back to juggle my day job and my mom job. Save time by downloading the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first order using the code INGREDIENTS22. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Delivery subject to availability. Additional terms apply.